Welcome to Busy Living Sofa. Busy Living Sofa. I am so excited. And you might want to know why. Why? Because <laughs> guess who's on with us today? It's what do they say? Desperate times call for desperate measures. <laughs> Couldn't find a guest, huh? Oh, stop. That's not true. That's terrible. <laughs> stuck with me i couldn't get out of here fast enough oh my gosh you guys i'm really excited because my husband's on jf fagley and i'm really excited because he's just got a great message and he really works an amazing program and i'm really grateful that i begged him to come on and he finally said yes because i was ordering something <laughs> what's up not much how you be i i am fine thank you are you fine? Thank you. Mm-hmm. You know you're Doing a couple. Very well. week, you know you're a couple weeks out from an anniversary. Well, I know, but I'd rather just keep that quiet. Okay. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Why is that? Because it's really no big deal. It isn't. No. Is it just <clears throat> another year? I don't know. I mean, I'll find out at the end of the year if it's another <laughs> year or not. Do you think you'll get it? <laughs> <laughs> I suppose. I don't know. How long would you have? If, if you if you do if you continue to not drink, how many years will you have not had a drink? If I continue to not drink, I you know could be for the rest of my life. I don't know. But in October, how much time will you have? Um, it will be twenty one years. Twenty one years, but he was counting. Right. What have you found to be the most challenging thing, and what is the least challenging thing about staying sober for twenty almost twenty one years? Um. Well, I don't really, that's an interesting question because it's been a long time. Um, and uh, so I really don't think about taking a drink much anymore. Um, so I really, I just, I don't really find it that challenging. I guess, I don't know, maybe the most challenging thing at this point is, you know, staying interested and engaged in a program. Ah. Mm-hmm. So you have a program that you work that helps you to stay sober each day? I do. I do. You're in a 12-step program? Could be. And that's worked for you for almost 21 years. As long as I've been sober, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's, um, it's, but it's sometimes still, I mean, I don't think it's a challenge in terms of drinking, but I think if I were going to say things that, uh, that challenge me with 13 years is acceptance. Mm-hmm. Letting go. Mm -hmm. Expectations. Mm -hmm. Sounds more like life stuff than sober stuff to <laughs> it me. It is. It's life stuff. It's like life. I don't know whoever told us that life was easy. And I know that going through life today, having a partner that is sober has made my life a lot easier. That's mm -hmm. for sure. Well, I'll disagree with you at one point. Okay. Life is easy. Oh, it is? Yes. Life is very, life is, couldn't be easier when, really? when I go with the flow. When you go, that's it. <clears throat> when you go with the flow. And what, give us like an example of going with the flow. Well, give, you know, go with the flow is just, it, you, you mentioned it, acceptance and uh, no expectations. And just take, when I'm, when I'm ready to take it as it comes and just go with it, it doesn't really matter what happens. I mean, it's easy then. Um, and, and so I see where you're coming from. The hardest part, I think for me and for a lot of people probably is to not have an expectation because it's easier for me to say, I don't have any expectations. And then when I get up and like 
hit the light switch and the power doesn't come on. Like I had an expectation. <laughs> I just didn't know it, you know? And uh, so I got to be like, when I'm in the flow, it's like, oh, well, no power. So be it. Um, you know, I was, I mean, a little example is I was actually in the flow this morning and uh, I got up, I did my usual thing. And, uh, which is what, well, it involves various different things, but the important pertinent part of this conversation is it involves going out and grabbing a cup of coffee for myself and one for my wife. So I went out, I came back, I set the coffees down. Um, I had a side issue to deal with in the kitchen. And, uh, while I did that, I dumped my entire cup of coffee completely on the floor, the entire thing before I even had a sip, you know, now that could derail me, but for whatever reason, I just went with the float today. So I cleaned it up and I got in my car and I got another cup of coffee. And not only that, I went to the place where I got it from and they said, why are you back so soon? And I said, cause I spilled my coffee and they said, oh, well then it's on us. Don't even worry about it. So, so there you go. And that was just me being going with, with the flow and. It's, but that doesn't always happen, you know. <laughs> there are days where that that spilt that spilt cup of coffee, uh, you know, I could I could allow that uh, to uh, be my basis for having a very cranky, fussy, unhappy day if I wanted to, you know. Yeah. But did it really matter? No. It's all cleaned up. I moved on, and and that's why I say so. Life is easy. The only thing that like makes life difficult in my life is me. It's not anything else. Now I will point the finger at everything else when I think it's being, but it's not easy, but the answer is always me. So I disagree with you on that point. I'm glad you brought it up. Oh my gosh. I love, well, you know what? And the nice thing is, is that I used to find when people would bring up, um, that I was wrong. If someone would bring up and say, oh my gosh, you're wrong. That's not what, that's not really how it happened or whatever it may be. And they say, oh, it's wrong. I would be defensive, right? Mm -hmm. I wouldn't take criticism well. And now I accept the criticism. Actually, I'm happy to have the, if you guys could see his face, it would be really funny. <laughs> if this was video, thank God it isn't because he just gave me a very weird face. But um, I take criticism better than I used to. I might not be perfect with it, but I do take criticism and I do take the fact that I need to look at things differently. And you're right. Life isn't hard if I go with the flow and I let go. Mm -hmm. And I get my preconceived notions of how I want and my expectations. If I get all of those out of the way, then life is really good. But the moment that I want to see like my will, I think especially with my kids, that's the hardest part I'm having with these days is just letting go with them. Because the, you know what? I gave them all the, I mean, somebody pointed out to me, one of my friends in this program or in a friend along the path has said to me, you know, I did a good job raising them. I was there. I gave them all the tools they need. And now that I have to trust, trust being the hard word, that everything's going to turn out the way it's supposed to turn out. But I still tend to worry about it, even though I shouldn't. And if I just let go, like you just described, and just said I went with it and just didn't have to think about the future, which I hope I wish I didn't, but I do, um, then I would be in a happier place all the time. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, because it's interesting, like I, you know me pretty well, and I tend to not spend a lot of time dwelling on the future. <clears throat> I just don't. I've gotten really good at being in, in today for the most part. And, uh, you know, the people that I do know that dwell in the future all the time, it's always so bleak and 
you know, fraught with uh, with pitfalls and disasters, uh, what they dwell on. And it doesn't matter if they're uh, people in recovery or people not in recovery. That's just my experience. Like, I don't know anybody that, that I've never, nobody's ever come to me and say, oh my God, if this happens, do you realize like how great it's going to be? You know, it's always how terrible it's going to be. And uh, <laughs> so like, why bother? What's the point? One thing I've learned is, and that's another thing I've learned is like, <clears throat> it's, it's like, I've never, I've never been in the moment and had it not been great. Even when terrible things are going on, mm-hmm. you know, when I'm in the moment, it always just seems to be great. Like that's the good place to be. So, you know, that's where I try well, to focus on getting there. It's not always easy because I do have people that, um, like try to tug me off. I always think of it as like tugging me off my square. They try to drag me into their future or their past, you know, and, uh, so it takes a lot of work for me to, you know, stay focused and, and not, not buy into that and not do that. How do you stay on your square? I mean, I know you've been working on trying to stay on your own square. I love that you say, I'm going to sit and stay on your, stay, and people say, stay on your own lane, stay in your own space. Mm-hmm. How long has it taken you to get there? And what tips would you give to people that are listening that are trying to get to that place that they're in their own square? Well, the, I don't really have a tip. All I can tell you is that. Um, or what's worked for you if it's not a tip? Complete and utter and absolute finding my bottom, <laughs> you know, of, of having not had a drink for many, 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 many years, but being completely focused. Okay. On... So wait a minute. I want to back up the bus because for those people that we're talking layman terms, okay, we're going to go back to what mm-hmm. you mean by that. Like, so you had, you had not had a drink for a long time and you had, and you were still emotionally not in a great space well it's not that and i was so, gonna ex- okay, i was gonna explain to it to you so i i'd been sober for a long time but i was still very you know i i was very focused on outcomes and i was very focused on the future and i was very focused on if everything doesn't turn out the way i need it to turn out like it's not going to be good you know i was there just like like i said like people around me are all the time and uh you know, and I, I really, I got so, I had to get so disappointed in what was happening to actually have a bottom in that. Um, and finally, that was me surrendering, finally waving the white flag and, uh, and, and realizing that I was indeed powerless over people, places, and things around me. Um, and that I couldn't persuade anybody to do what I thought they needed to do. And I just couldn't get things to work out the way I wanted them to work out. Um, but the beauty of it was, you know, with some hindsight and some things happened along the way that, you know, I lost some relationships, I lost some jobs. Um, you know, I lost some things that I was really working hard on and really counting on. And I thought when it happened, this is absolutely terrible. You know, but what luckily for me, when I got to that point of like, utter defeat, which is what I had to get to, I was able to look back rationally and say, oh, thank goodness I lost that job. Thank goodness I lost that, lost that relationship, et cetera, and so on, because it got me, those things were actually limiting me. They were holding me back. And that is probably the message that I want to give. If there is one is the only thing that can hold me back is 
is me. Okay, I can only imagine what I can imagine. I'm a human, and so I'm completely limited by my humanness and what I want to open myself up to the possibilities of the universe, and you can call it God or a higher power or whatever you want, but there is an infinite number of possibilities in the universe, and if I want to open myself up to that, then I can have anything happen to me. And it's so much better that way. But the trick is I can't immediately start imagining all the infinite things that are going to happen to me because my humanness does not allow me to imagine infinity. Mm -hmm. So that's a big part of acceptance for me. I have to accept that there is an infinite number of possibilities and that I, given all the time that I have, I'm never going to even scratch the surface of what may happen or what may not happen. And that realization has allowed me to just stop doing it, right? So I guess the spiritual path would be, you know, do the next right thing and you'll find out what happens. Um, and so that's the path that I try to live on. I like it. I like the idea of action and, uh, and just constantly being in action and letting the results, letting the outcome, you know, whatever you want to call it, be what it's going to be. And it's fine because action for me happens in the moment. Life happens in the moment. You know, all this imagination of the future is not happening in the moment. So while I'm in the moment doing my action and living life, which all happens in the moment, also what I believe anyway is in the moment is where I can feel peace, joy, serenity, happiness, all these great feelings only happen in the moment. Um, you tell me when you're future thinking how much serenity and joy do you actually get when you're future <laughs> thinking? When you're future thinking, and as you pointed out, and I don't know why it is, but we all, it's always negative. You just, you just said that. It's always negative. It's ne negative. It's never positive. It's not like, oh, I think I'm going to win the lottery, and I'm going to win the lottery, and my life's going to be absolutely perfect, and I'm going to have all this great time. And the reality is, is that that's not, I, it's always loom and doom, like you pointed out. And when I get there and to future tripping, as you just described it, I've realized that when I'm future tripping, you're right. I can't be in here right now because I'm not there. And it's like even when you bring up old stories and you're having a conversation, I know that we point out like sometimes we'll be having a conversation and I'll bring somebody else in and you're like, is that person here with us? And it's like, no, they're not. You're here with me. Be with me. Don't be with other people in the moment. Be with me. Mm-hmm. And you point that out to me all the time. Wow, how about that? <laughs> <laughs> so, but I, if I want, for me, so anyway, like I said, if I want to feel joy, peace, serenity, all that stuff, then I have to be in the moment. That's what I found for me. That's why I want to be on my square. When I feel myself getting tugged off of that, I know right away because I start feeling fear, anxiety, um, dread. Um, and, and then I start asking the worst question that I could possibly ask. And that is what if, right? What a terrible question that is. That is a terrible question. Mm -hmm. So what if, yeah, cause it's always, what if this happens? Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> what if that happens? It's never, what if I walk out the front door and it starts, you know, starts raining gold coins on me. I, <laughs> that never happens. <laughs>
And you've realized through all these years and mm. through the hard times that you've learned these different skills and these different. I, it's just, yeah. It's life. It, it, I had to be beaten down to, to the point where I was ready to be okay with it, you know? And I, as I kind of started this, this conversation with, I think for me, the final frontier really is expectations, you ah. know? And, uh, you know, when I say that, it really is like I, it's really, it's really easy to not say I don't have expectations, but in reality, you know, I just do. And, uh, you know, so I'm trying to wonder like, are the, is it okay, you know, to have some expectations? Is that just part of humanness? Or, you know, is there a point where I'll just get beyond that? You know, like I expect the sun to rise in the morning. That is an expectation that I have, you know, and is, I don't know if that's a good or bad, but it's a fact. And if I got up tomorrow and the sun didn't rise, I'd be a little bit freaked out, you know, based on that <laughs> expectation. And that's a big, that's a big one, but it's, you know, it's all the simple things, you know, like I expect there to be in my house, I expect electricity, I expect running water, I expect heat, you know, I expect my car starts when I get out and, and to go and start my car. I expect my shoes to be where I left them last night. Like these are just the things. And, and, and it's funny cause it's the little things that, like I said, they can really derail me. So maybe it's not getting rid of the expectation. Like maybe I can't get rid of that stuff. I don't know, but maybe, um, so maybe it's just for me as being able to roll with it when my expectations not met, you know, which happens, you know, sometimes things happen. And I know, I do know about myself. I've gotten much better at being able to roll with things and oh. it makes, and it makes life easy, you know? The more I can roll with it, the easier it is. I mean, I can say with like having kids and stuff, I think that that, that helped me with my expectations because I never knew what was going to happen. I mean, yes, we plan things every day. I mean, I'm not a big planner that much. I mean, you might say that I'm lying, but I'm not. I don't feel like I'm a huge planner on what we're going to do. Or I try to. That's the problem. I try to plan things. Like, for instance, I, I had planned, a, you know, I wanted to go out for dinner with two people and that didn't work out. Mm -hmm. And for what reason or the other, and I got bummed. I'm like, oh my gosh, we had a plan. I reached out to you over a week ago. Why aren't we showing up? And I'm like, oh my gosh, human beings are, you know, and my first thought was, gosh, they stink. But the reality is, is that they, they're just human. Mm -hmm. And maybe if I hadn't set an expectation, I mean, even if I... If I hadn't set an expectation, I still might have been bummed. But it's I'm not going to drink over being bummed. But I'm going to be bummed, right? Sure. I mean, do you ever get bummed? Of course. Not everything goes my way. And when? Why do you tend to get bummed today? Well, I, the same reason I get bummed any any times when things don't go my way. Mm. You know, and that's what it's all about. Yeah, because we have these visions of what we want it to look like, right? Like I knew everybody's gonna go. We were gonna go to dinner. We were gonna be these cute girls. And we we're gonna go out for dinner. And we're gonna have some fun food. And we're gonna have some fun laughs. And it's gonna be so great. Sounds like you have a little more thought to it than I do. I did. I put too much <laughs> thought in it. But that's what shows you the difference. In like eight, we have eight years between seven and a half years between our recoveries, right? Yeah, and it's just it always comes down to, you know, things not going my way. You know, so the more I cannot have a way, the better off I am. 
And that's what, that's what it really, that's, that's it. That's the answer for me. So I know that, so when you, if somebody's listening and they're just listening for the first time and they're like, I really think I need to get sober. What is my life going to be like? And oh my gosh, this guy's talking about expectations and he's talking about staying in our square and he's talking to say, do the next right thing. Mm -hmm. If you had, and this might be a stretch, if you had three things that you would like to, that you would say to a newcomer that came to you and how am I going to do this? How, I, I need to quit drinking. I, I know I need to quit drinking. I'm really scared to quit drinking because it's my best friend and I don't know how to do life without it. What do I do? Well, um, that is a tough question. And I don't know, I don't know that I could really tell somebody what to do. But what would be three suggestions that worked for you that you would like, that you could pass on? Well, it's, I guess, unbeknownst to me, what worked for me is pretty simple stuff, you know. And that, that is, um, you know, have an open mind. Um, have, uh, try to be honest with yourself, you know, really try to be honest with yourself. and. Uh, you know, do something that you really don't want to do. Like, just try it. Just do it. And, uh, I, and I'll give this example because I, I like this example because it's pretty painless for anybody. But, you know, so I got involved in this 12-step program. And, and part of this 12-step program is, you know, they ask you to find a higher power, you know, which is God. And I had the sponsor... And he said, well, you know, you need to pray to this God every day. And uh, do you pray? And I said, no, I don't pray. I believe in God, but I don't pray. And um, so then when I told him that, he didn't ask me, why don't I pray? He, he didn't ask me that at all. He just asked me, do you think if you prayed, do you think it would hurt you? And I couldn't answer anything other than, no, I don't think it would hurt me. And he said, then just do it. And I didn't want to, and I did it. And what did that look like? It looked like me, like, praying, and it really felt like I was pretending to pray. Because you know? were you on your knees, or were you... I was, I, was, I was on my knees as he told me what to do. And, uh, you know, I was all by myself, and I was looking around to see if anybody was watching me. You <laughs> just did an example of that. And I didn't... Uh, you know, I didn't know what I was praying to or anything else, but he said, you know, like, like I, I believe him. I, it couldn't hurt me. I mean, I, I knew that. And so I did it. And, um, you know, the bottom line is I like, I haven't had, I have not had a drink in a long time. And, uh, you know, they told me if I did that, that I, I wouldn't. And, uh, so I guess they were right, you know, cause I wouldn't have come up with that idea. And you weren't and you weren't raised with any sort of religion whatsoever growing up. I mean, for a little bit maybe? Not really, but my point is n nobody asked me to do anything that would hurt me. You know, like n nobody in that in that 12 step program, nobody in sobriety has ever asked me to do anything that would hurt me. And when I look back at my and did own... it cost you any money in any of it? Well, it's not even that. When I look back at my life, I did a lot of things 
that actually were hurting me, you know? And, and I did a lot of things that were like dangerous. And uh, I did a lot of things that like if my kids were doing that, I'd be, I'd be scared for them. Um, but nobody asked me to do anything that would hurt me. And uh, so I would, that would be my advice. That would be my suggestion. Do something you don't want to do. Even if it's like, you know, 90 and 90 is something that they always say to do. Like, like I said, well, I'm so busy. I don't have time for that. But, you know, I did it and it didn't hurt me. And, uh, you know, here I am. And, you know, the bottom line for me is, I think I mentioned this to you the other day, is I had to, uh, you know, at some point, <clears throat> not drinking became much more attractive to me than drinking was. You know, that lifestyle became much more attractive to me. And, uh, and if it hadn't have been more attractive to me, then I'm sure that I wouldn't have done it. But it, it did, and I have stayed with it, and it's still more attractive to me. That's the bottom line, you know, for me. So it's simple. If you think you'd rather be drinking, then you should do it. Right. None of us are here to say, you know, I mean, all we're trying to do is share what worked for us and how it's just given us the life beyond our wildest dreams and how it's just amazing. But it's again, it's each person's journey and it's each person's past. And you gave us so many great tidbits here. Mm -hmm. well, it was really, really wonderful. I have to tell you the expectations, the staying on your square and, you know, living in the day, living in the moment. And, you know, it's just been, it's been an, an amazing ride. I mean, I've been lucky enough to be on it with you for a couple of those years. You have been lucky. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> You've been a little lucky yourself, but we're both very lucky and we're yeah, very blessed. I'm a, I have a lucky life, no doubt about it. I do too. We're mm -hmm. really lucky. And, um, you know, it's, I, I really thought that, um, you know, getting sober was going to mean my life was over. And it's been quite the contrary. Do you agree? Well, yeah, I had the, uh, you know, the same fear that you mentioned was like, oh, my God, if I'm not like, I don't know what to do if I'm not drinking. Like, I, that's that was a really scary thought, you know, but I had managed to back myself into a corner where I really didn't have any choice. You know, like, I, I mean, I actually had no choice for a little while. I had to not drink for a little while because things had gotten that bad that if I did, I they were going to get horrendous. And I didn't want that to happen. So, you know, I kind of thought, well, I need to do this just, you know, at least to let the heat die down a little bit. And it wasn't my intention then for it to become a lifestyle. Um, but, you know, I, some, for some reason, I had an open mind and I was willing to listen and it became a lifestyle. And the good news is, like, it whatever problems or whatever difficulties I've had, you know, since that day, none of it has been because of drinking. I have not had a single DUI since I quit drinking, you know, <laughs> not one. And uh, and that's a that's a beautiful thing, you know, it really is. And you haven't been in trouble with the law. You haven't been in trouble with the police. You haven't been in trouble with any of those things since you quit drinking. No, I just I have had no problems. You know, I haven't been hung over. That's the way I look at it. Like, I haven't been hung over. I haven't had a DUI. I haven't lost my shoe. Um, you know, I haven't not shown up at work. I haven't missed anything because I was, you know, wasted. I just, I haven't had any of those problems. And that was the real, I mean, that was the, that was the, really the thing that kept me in there. You know, because I went and went and went for a while. And, uh, and I, like I said, I wasn't my lifestyle choice at the time. But, um. 
I finally, I heard what I needed to hear and it, it took four months of going to meetings every single day before I heard it, but I heard a guy say, if you don't drink, you can't get drunk. And I was like, oh my God, like that's the most brilliant thing I've ever heard in my life. Cause that's really what I thought my problem was. I didn't think my problem was drinking. I just thought it was a control issue. And uh, you know, that I just hadn't, like I just kept drinking too much. I kept getting drunk. Getting drunk was my problem, it wasn't drinking. Um, but when he said that, I realized, oh my gosh, I have not been drunk in four months. And it's because I haven't had anything to drink. And I had tried everything else that I could think of on my own, you know, and never arrived at that conclusion or that answer. So it was a blessing that I heard it and it made perfect sense to me and it's made sense to me ever since. Gosh, JF, you're so like, gosh, you've so many wise tidbits you've given us. Mm. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Well, I need to get back to work now. Well, I want to just say thank you and congratulations before, if I'm giving you saying congratulations, if you make it to, you know, October, whatever. Right. And um, will you come back again sometime? Sure. Please, because I'd be really grateful if you did. All right, I'll do it. All right, until next week. Keep getting busy living sober.